forth by the music and by the openness of your hearts and minds. Come with us this morning to the New Testament Gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter 11 verses 2 through 11. Matthew chapter 11 as you have the word, you may want to stand if you're able, but certainly as you stand or as you sit, open your ears to hear the word of Almighty God. And listen now for the word of the Lord. Now when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ. He sent word by his disciples, his team, and he said to him, are you the one who is to come? Or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered them by saying, you go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk, lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear and the dead are raised up and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. And as they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. He said, what did you go out in the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? That's who you should have been going out to see. Yes, I tell you. And John was more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written. Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Smile at somebody. 
Please pray with me now. Almighty, everlasting, all-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere present, God. I come before your people to preach your word as you have called me out. But I can be no better than the power of the Holy Spirit, alive and well in my spirit. So connect now, Lord, spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me and allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for you are my strength, glory to God, and you are my redeemer. I'm clear about it. In Jesus' precious and holy name I pray it. Let the church say amen. amen. Look at your neighbor say neighbor. neighbor. We, need we need to recognize who Jesus is. Who Jesus is. There used to be a saying among kids in the hood. You know I've done ministry in the hood. I love hood people. Jesus loved hood people. And they had this thing about, you better recognize. Hey, you're, you know that? Oh, yeah, I know. I know where I've been. Better recognize you up in my face. You better recognize. Look at your neighbor and say, recognize. be playing with Jesus. Y'all be playing. <laughs> Better recognize. In the Gospel of John, John the Baptist was the person who God called to go and prepare the way for Jesus to come. If you know anything about important people coming into the city or coming into the community, there has to be preparations made for them to come. If they've imported enough, you know, the FBI comes to check out people, all kind of lines are set up, all kind of things are set up to prepare the way for the person who's coming. God said, I'm going to send Jesus' cousin. This is not John the disciple. This is another John. It's Jesus' cousin. This is Zachariah and Elizabeth's baby. A miracle baby that they had when they were old. Somebody need to, it's just so much to say. Till just hope pastor don't say it all. Help me to, help me to, there's so much to say. So here is John the Baptist. Called out, set apart. To go and preach to the people. To prepare their hearts to receive the Lord. So what was John preaching about? John was preaching about repentance. And John was saying things to people that the people didn't like. But see, he was sent by God, so he didn't care. He was just on his job. John said, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John the Baptist also said of Jesus, the strap of whose sandals 
am not worthy to untie and I need to be baptized by you and you come to me for me to baptize you. Oh, it's clear that John the Baptist recognized Jesus to be the Messiah, God in the flesh. And he had faith in Jesus. But this morning, we find this great man of God, preacher, pastor, John. This morning, we find him in his holy boldness, but in a terrible prison. You see, John was put in prison because he went to speak truth to power. He went to Herod the king. Herod had just married his brother's ex-wife. Oh, then maybe they was going, anyway, I ain't gonna say they was going together all the time, but anyway, I'm gonna say that. Something was wrong, so John had something to say. Cause John called people out. Somebody say amen. amen. That's what the word does sometimes, it calls people out. John was kind of, you know, uh, peculiar anyway. Because he liked living in the wilderness and eating bugs, being to himself, and then going and telling the people off. Glory to God, somebody helped John. He was a powerful preacher, and people would gather by the thousands because he could speak the word in boldness. And so for telling Herod, he had sinned against God, Herod had John put in prison. Beloved John, the preacher, was in a very bad situation. John, who loved the out of doors, John, who loved to wander and, and um, walk around in the nature and in the wilderness, he, he was on lockdown in a nasty jail. Here the great, infamous, strong, devout, determined, courageous John the Baptizer was at this point in his ministry when he just, he just had a moment. He just, he just had, a, had this time, allowed his situation to cause him to doubt just, just for a minute. Have you ever been there? You know you love God. You've been in church all your life and you're going through something and sometimes you wonder, God, where are you? Hallelujah. God, why me? You know, Jesus did that when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's saying just for a moment, Lord, if you can take this from me, however, not my will, but thy will be done. John said for a moment, for a moment, his anguish was enough. And so he looked at the people who worked with him. This was a model in the Bible uh, that this denomination is just noticing. It was just the Bible and churches that are growing have this model that, that every leader in the Bible had a group of people. Today we call them a team. Now they weren't officers, they were people that the leader selected and was given direction by God to have these people. Jesus had the 12, he chose them himself. John had, I don't know how many, but he had his own disciples. 
people walking with him and talking with him and trying to understand him and keeping him lifted up so he could do the work that God had called him to do. And so John called his, his team, his disciples, and he told them to go to Jesus and ask him some questions. Now this too is important. John did not, in his wondering about where Jesus was, he didn't make up something. Oh, I know where he is. Oh, he didn't cop out on me now. Uh-huh, here I am in prison, ain't heard from him. <laughs> where is he now? He could have asked one of his little team members, do y'all know anything about what Jesus is doing? But John knew better than that. You can't love somebody and in your doubt, not go directly to that person. Hear me up in here, somebody. I hate for people to go around me and under me and over me. I hate that. You got a problem with me, come to me. <laughs> you want to know the truth, you ask me. And so John said, I want you to take a trip, go to Jesus and ask him something for me. Bring me back his answer. Not everybody else's answer. In other words, John is upset with the way Jesus is acting. And so Jesus was waiting to hear from John's people. He knew they were coming. And John, Jesus said, John, and so they went and they asked, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. John wants to know. John wants to know, are you the person who is to come, or shall we look for someone else? Inquiring minds just want to know. In other words, John is so upset with the way that Jesus is acting that John is disappointed because he expected Jesus, the Messiah, to make his appearance upon the stage of history with great power and fanfare. John expected a great leader who would come killing a fire of immediate resolution. And so John is saying, after all that I've done for you, Jesus, and with your power, how can you allow me to be in this dirty, rundown, cruel, lonesome, nasty prison? And John is saying, I, I thought that you could just come and, and get me out. I thought that you could move the heaven and the earth to release me. I, I thought that all power is in your hands, and yet I wonder why you're not here to save me, Jesus, from this punishment after all, Jesus. I'm the one who was at church every day. I'm the one who went before you to all those crazy people and I stood up for you and prepared the way for you. I just can't believe that you're allowing me to suffer like this in an awful place. Just maybe you and I have all thought that at one time or another. Just maybe you're not the one, Jesus. Sometimes, beloved, we have to be careful. Look at your neighbor and say, be careful. Because just like John, we have our own expectations of Jesus. 
it amazes me how people can have their own expectations of what you ought to do in your own job. Help me up in here, somebody. <laughs> we expect Jesus to be our rescue. From all trouble. We think if you're a Christian, you ain't supposed to go through nothing. You think that bad people ought to go through things. That's because you don't know the word. That ain't what the word says. The word says in this life, you will have trials and tribulations. But Christians in the midst of that, you are supposed to be of good cheer. Because I have overcome the world. Look at the neighbor and say, don't be a wimpy Christian. In this day and time, you have to be strong to be a Christian. In this day and time, you have to be strong to tell truth to power. In this day and time, to be a leader in the church, you cannot be flimsy. People are crazy today. You got to stand and be bold. So when we suffer from the world's hostilities, Sometimes we're just ready to lose our faith. We can't go through nothing no more. That's what's wrong with our children today. We protect them and hover over them. They call them helicopter parenting. Got a name for it. You don't want them to suffer. You don't want them to, to be unhappy. You don't want them to know the truth about the situation. You're going to go out and spend all kind of money on them and you ain't got no money. Why can't you tell them there are times in your life when you get to be a human being on earth that you don't have no money, but you don't get upset because a Christian is just temporarily out of cash. My God will provide all my needs. I ain't got to whine about it, beg about it, get sorry about it, from my children. Somebody need to say amen. 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 One of my children said, Mama, well, you know, we did a lot of moving. I said, yeah, every time the rent went up and I couldn't pay it, I had to find another place that was cheaper so you could have a roof over your head. I wasn't going to stay in a place I couldn't afford. And they strong today, a lot of us, because we went through so much. When kids go through things and see what God will do in the midst of a mess, it prepares them for life because life is messy. Sometimes we are disappointed and we begin to doubt because Jesus does not satisfy our wants and desires. And in those times, we have to watch out 
our mouths and watch our thoughts and watch our spirit. Because what the world is looking at today is, they're looking at the church. So they're going, if the church people act the same way that I act, why in the world would I want to be one of them? We all struggling today. Trouble is everywhere. The enemy is just walking around, just seeing who can, he can devour. Spiritual time, it's a spiritual time. And you gonna act scared of spirits? What are you talking about? God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I was talking to a young person the other day. I love young people, as you know. Talking to a young person the other day, and he said, you know what? So much people say about God, but Pastor, I'm just gonna ask you, I didn't know that God could get angry. You see, all this lies are going on about who God is by people who ain't never opened the Bible, who don't even go to church. They just been made up who God is. You think God doesn't get angry? You don't know God, son. You don't know the God us. Now God, now God, now Jesus got a little patience. But we talking about God the Father? You don't mess with God the Father. He will take you out. And then he started talking about demons and all that kind of stuff. I said, as a Christian, I have no fear, none, 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 no fear of a demon. Because a demon and the Holy Ghost can't live and don't share space in my body. You got to be fixed up today. You got to understand things today. You got to go to another level. And we have to teach the world how to watch our mouths and control our emotions. And we must hang on in there and never say a mumbling word. Just praise them anyhow. Lord, I don't know what's going on in my life. Ain't nothing working out right. But I believe your word and every promise. And every time you speak the word of God to the problem that you have, see, you got to stop talking about the mountain. Yeah, 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 yeah. We love to talk about the problem. God said for me to speak to the mountain. You got to open your mouth and speak to demons, speak to poverty, speak to lack, speak to sickness, speak to loneliness, speak the word of God. It has life and it has power. Look at your neighbor say, you better recognize. Recognize who Jesus is. All powerful. Because I didn't give you a spirit of fear, but of power. A sound mind. We need to take it as it comes. We need to have some patience. Learn how to wait on it. Because they didn't wait on the Lord. They don't want to go renew their strength. You whining and pining and falling out and having
having fits and getting mad, getting angry and sulking like a two-year-old. God is saying to the church, grow up! Recognize who I am. If you say you love me, you got power. If you do what I say, you got power. You can never say recognize who Jesus is. So we need to develop a faith that always trusts in Jesus, no matter what. So, sometimes somebody I'll say, I know I'm suffering now, but God has a purpose in it for my good. Because he said all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. I'm just going to stand right here because he keeps his promises. I know that I worked hard and yet I have no money, but God has a purpose in it for my good. I know I, I gave my child, child all I could give and yet look at them, they're crazy, but God has purpose in it for my good. Oh yeah, because I know my children going to rise up and call me blessed. I know my children are going to love God. If they're not loving him today, they will. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says, me and my whole household shall be saved. Let the children alone. Let them fall in their mess. They can't get up until they've gone down far enough that they call the name of Jesus. I've learned, beloved, that Jesus doesn't come to meet my expectations. Who am I? My expectations. <laughs> Who am I? Jesus always comes to meet my needs. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, that you give me what I need and not always what I want. Look back on your life. Think about that one that you thought was the one. She's in the drug rehabilitation center right now. Thank you, Lord, that you didn't give me everything I thought I wanted. See, that's what we're doing with our children. We think we give them what they want, and then they get grown and think the world owe them something. That ain't how life works. <laughs> it's better to have what you need of that what you want. Hallelujah. You get what you need, and what you want comes later on. Somebody say amen. God bless the child that's got his own. Wait on it. Never thought anybody owed me anything. There's a difference between what we expect and what we need. There's a difference between what I want to happen and what I need to happen. Jesus comes to meet my needs. And the word of God promises that all things work together for my good. For those, not for everybody now. He's a if then God, don't not. Don't think just cause your name's on the roll and you walk in church every Sunday then go back and act crazy, don't think. He talking to you, he not talking to you. That ain't what the word says. Ain't talking to you. He said, all things work together for good. What? For those who love the Lord. And then are called according to his purpose. Don't ever mess with somebody who knows their call in 
Uh, it's just a warning. Because God will always bless those who are called according to his purpose. Look at somebody say, recognize who Jesus is. And so, John the baptizer didn't understand what was going on. Therefore, John sent the people and they came back with an answer. Because let me tell you something. If you're a Christian, you ought to talk to the Lord sometime. I mean, you know, I just need him so much. I talk to him all the time. But some of y'all might not need him like I need him. <laughs> I talk to him every day. Some of y'all might not need him as bad as I need him. answers for me. I want to learn to hear his voice. Ah, ah, and so whenever you ask Jesus something, you be ready for the answer. And Jesus said, verses 1 and 2 say this, after Jesus had finished instructing his own 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in other towns. And when John heard, I think John had been in prison a while. In my preacher imagination, I think Jesus already knew where John was. I'm sure he did. He knows everything, right? He knows where everybody is. And so Jesus said, you go. Now, I don't know if he said it like a black woman with a hand on a hip. I, I don't know. <laughs> like a black man who's cool, calm, and collected. I don't know. He was a man, a black man. Maybe he just said, listen, you know what? <laughs> Am I the one? Who sent you to ask me that? Oh, John. John, who knows me well. John, who's suffering through some things right now. John, my beloved John. At the end of all of this, I said there was no greater man than John. He wasn't angry at John for asking the questions. He just thought, here's the answer you give John. You tell John to remember. It's when we forget who Jesus is that we doubt him. It's when we forget who Jesus is that we mess with his people. It's when we forget who Jesus is that we get depressed and anxious and all down. When we forget who Jesus is, we lose our faith. Just for a moment. And so Jesus said, you go tell him. You go tell John to remember what he heard and what he saw. You, you, go, you go ask John to, to, to call up what he, even in prison, is hearing people say about me because they talking about me all over the place. You, you go tell John what you hear, what you see, John. Tell John that when I am around the blind, receive their sight. You, you tell John, he been with me. When I was lame people and I touched them and they walked. You, you, you just, you just. Tell John to remember when I was around lepers and cleansed them and the dead and raised them up and the poor and gave them news, good news, and I preached for them. You 
tell John to remember what he heard and what he saw. Jesus says, in other words, I just don't talk to talk. I walk to walk. You want to see who I am? You want to remember my power? Just look around and see all the miracles that I have performed. You see, I produce fruit. See, and that's what the question with the church of Jesus Christ is. What kind of fruit are we producing? Glory to God. Hallelujah. You want to know about somebody? You want to know about a preacher? Look at what they have done in ministry. Let me tell you something. Jesus says, you go tell John, he better recognize who I am. And he's saying to us today, during this Christmas season, you better recognize who I am. It's time playing and shucking and jiving and doing things your way and thinking it's okay and walking around acting like somebody who don't even know who Jesus is. Jesus said, my fruits, my works speak for me. Go tell John I said that. And go tell John, I'm not on earth to do what he tells me to do. You tell John, I am about my father's business. Maybe that's why Jesus didn't leave the father's business to go take care of John. You have to understand things, beloved. Maybe he knew that John was going to be all right. He had work to do. So he's out doing the work. He knows that there are those times when, when we cry because we don't understand the pain. He knows that, that we can get so caught up in our circumstances that we have a temporary lapse of faith. Jesus knows that now in John's life, he needed to be reminded of who Jesus was so that his faith would be strengthened for the situation he found himself in. And so, and so, and so, Jesus told John's team to go back and tell John. Remember what you heard and what you saw. We need to go to the world and talk about a Jesus that we know about. See, we just plan because we don't, we don't want to live in a spiritual world anymore. We, if, it ain't, if we can't touch it, see it, feel it, look at it, control it, smell it, we don't think it's real. You better get spiritual up in here. You better transcend the world and go to another level. I know people that have been in the church all their lives have never gone to that level. It's a spiritual time. It's a time when you can see Jesus, hear Jesus, know his voice. Sometimes we need to take the time just to reminisce about how good the Lord has been to us. We need to know that miracles are happening in our lives every single day and give God glory. <laughs> Little things and big things. I misplaced my keys. I just say, Holy Ghost, I don't know. <laughs> you 
you know, Holy Ghost, I'm getting a little older now. I need help. Send all your angels and all the spirits and all my ancestors. Send all everybody here to help me. And you know what? The other day, I did, well, I do it all the time. And went right to my keys that were under something I could have never seen. That's a miracle. I said, Lord, that's, that's a miracle. Some of you got in your cars today, drove to church, and didn't get run over. That's a miracle. On my way to LA on Thanksgiving morning, it was raining so hard, we saw five wrecks. Five. And yet I made it to preach. That's a miracle. You woke up this morning, no pain, that's a miracle. You woke up this morning in your right mind, that's a miracle. The fact that you woke up is a miracle. See his miracles every single day. Stop whining and complaining, feeling sorry for yourself. If you know Jesus, there is power in his name. I used to have nightmares. How many people had nightmares? That's real common. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're a Christian, because the devil be trying to get you. <laughs> Nothing bad ain't happening to you because he don't even want you. But anyway, let me tell you something. <laughs> I used to have nightmares. I can't stand Christians who brag about how good they ain't never been through nothing. The devil is a liar. I have. I've been through so much, it would take books to tell you about what I've been through. That's why I can shout. That's why I can give him glory. Because you don't know, like I know, what the Lord has done for me. And the thing about it is he's done it for you. Because if he did it for me, he'll do it for you. But you don't recognize it. Because God's not moved all the time by our tears, baby. God is moved by our faith. That I know, that I know, that I know that Jesus is real. He walks with me. And he talks with me. And the reason I don't care people like me is because he tells me that I God Almighty, as I tarry there with him, nobody could ever know. Look at your neighbor and say, never underestimate Jesus. Look at your other neighbor and say, you better recognize. I got more power than a gangster. That's why I'm not scared of gangsters. I love them. For one thing, they're more honest than some Christian. Yeah, I'm telling you the truth. If they love you, they love you. If they love you, they're going to protect you. And so in every place I have been, I have not just visited places I've lived. When I lived in Harlem, it was a Puerto Rican gang watching over me. In Compton, is gang watching over me. 
because I learned when you go into the hood, you make friends with the ones. When I walked the streets, which I love to do, I didn't take anybody with me. I either took a gangster or the nation of Islam. <laughs> Is that the truth? That's the truth. <laughs> and they loved me. And they were saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. Some of them, like John the Baptist, even lost their lives because they came over to my side and to the side of Jesus. How many of you have given your life for Jesus? One of them, my greatest pain came when the police said I couldn't have his funeral at the church because it would be too dangerous. That child called me mama. I took that child out of town one time when they were looking for him to hide him out. He was a precious soul. You know, most gangsters are real smart anyway. They ain't dumb kids. They just kids we threw to the side. And let me tell you, if the revolution ever comes, I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> I'm going to Compton, that's all I got to say. a bottle of juice. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> when you know who he is, you know the power that you have. And you are not afraid. John the Baptist. How did the story end? Well, the story goes that Herod's wife's daughter was dancing before Herod, and she danced so well that Herod told her, whatever you want, I'll give you. So she ran to her mama and said, Mama, what can I ask the king for? And the mama said, I want to see the head of John the Baptist on a plate. Jesus was about his father's business, and yet John stood his ground. And they walked out with the head of John the Baptist on a plate. And Jesus says, no greater prophet have I ever known than John the Baptist. He gave his life. I'm sure John said, well, now that I remember who he is, I ain't scared no more. I did it for him. John saying, I do it over and over and over again for him. John says, you know what, Lord? I'm just available to you. My will I give to you. I'll do what you say do. Use me, Lord. Show someone the way. Enable me to say, my storage is empty. All that junk, all that mess, all, the pay, all that cray-cray. And I am available to you. Give me a clean heart. So I can serve thee. Yes, yes, yes. 
This summer I went to visit everybody who had ever done anything to me or some people that I just don't like. I went to see every one of them and showed them and told them how much I loved them. I don't plan to go back, but I went. And I wait. You better, look, God not playing with us. He's serious. Just cause you've been in church all your life don't mean you going to heaven. Get it right now, get it right, get it right. You got to believe and bear fruit. You got to change your attitude. You got to ask God for forgiveness. You got to walk by the word of God. One day, I don't care what none of y'all have to say about me. I don't care if you show up at my funeral. One person, Jesus said, John was the greatest prophet who ever lived. All I want to hear from the mouth of Jesus is, well done. Yes. I don't need to hear from nobody else but Jesus. Well done. Well done, well done, because Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me. Give the Lord a hand praise. when I didn't have nobody but him. No mama, no daddy, no uncles, no aunties, no cousins. Just me and him. Me and him. And I'm a witness that he is my more. Oh, good God Almighty. Then enough. I love the Lord. He heard. He heard my cry. And oh God, he's not like people. He didn't turn away from me when he heard me crying and whining and saying, God, why me? He heard my cry. And because I love him, he pitied. He pitied every wrong. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And now, before I knock on your door, before I call you on the phone, I'm going to hasten. When I can't stand up no more, I'm just going to fall on my knees. I hasten to his call. Give the Lord a hand praise. Look at three people and say, you better recognize
can't remember what I didn't love the Lord. I can't remember. And try. 